It is June 5th, right? June 5th. June 5th, 2017. You are listening to the Half Hitch Community Podcast. Just want to go ahead and take a moment to introduce ourselves. You're talking to uh, host Chris Heyer and myself, Kyle Heyer. As the last name indicates, we are the brothers of the family. We also have uh, Chase and Brittany, who are our other brother and sister. Uh, we'll get them on the show here eventually, but uh, right now, exactly two of us. Yeah, so as, uh, as you can tell, we are family, which puts us in the category of a family business as well. So Half Hitch Brewing Company. Uh, just a little bit about us. Um, you know, as I said, we are a family-owned and operated business. So it's myself, my brother Kyle here, and uh, stepbrother Chase, stepsister Brittany. We are a blended family, but we are one of those rarity blended families that seem to get along extremely well, and uh, so well that we decided to actually uh, tear our relationship apart by building a business together. <laughs> That's right. So here we are, and uh, you know, you get. Some of the, some of the more interesting points that we like to bring up in conversation when talking about the story is kind of how this how this business began to begin with. You know, as Chris said, we we, we felt like doing this business to tear each other apart, and uh, kind of how it all started. Right? What um, so our dinner table conversation? So yeah, well, tw- twenty eleven is really when uh, when it all began. Um, you know, I, th- I think you know this kind of uh, thing that we do as a family is we're always getting together for family dinners uh, and heck we even had brunch this last weekend and uh, we seem to have a lot of people now uh, between uh, Kyle's family my family uh, Brittany's family uh, the the house uh, our dad's place does start to get pretty full these days um, but uh, this would be back in I guess what would it have been late 2010 uh, I think you know, maybe even mid 2010, we were talking about trying to start a business of some sort. Yeah, somewhere around that time. Like I was downtown Calgary, and and uh, you know, when, when we started broaching the pr- the subject, it was really about you know, eventually we want to do a family business of some sort. You know, it was between cheese factory, bakery, and brewery, and uh, <laughs> it really just came down to showing interest, right? So. Yeah, so I guess the cheese factory idea, we kind of, well, I think that was more, more of dad. That was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, more, more dad yeah. throwing that out. But I think with the uh, the bakery idea, that kind of started with the fact that both uh, uh, both your wife and yeah. uh, and Lisa, so, uh, or stepmother. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Lisa, yeah. she's always been, you know, kind of a top-notch baker. You know, she does... She she kind of takes an offense if we ever bring you know bakery from a store bought you know, store bought bakery <laughs> to a family dinner. But then, you know, my wife she she got very much into cakes. You can always see her cakes online. She was always doing it for friends and family. Never really took it to that next level. So that's kind of where the bakery idea came in. But uh, I think brewery it was a, it was kind of another one of those things that hey you know it's, it seems like a really neat idea. Who doesn't like beer, right? Um, yeah yeah no absolutely like I think. Uh, yeah, you know, at at a certain point, like we were, you know, when I when I mentioned it, or when you mentioned the cheese factor, I think that was just Dad kind of throwing ideas at the wall to see what sticks. Because yeah. you, know, you know, I guess uh, long and short of it, it's hard to try and start a family business if you don't really have buy-in from everyone in the family. And and I think it was you that mentioned one day that uh, that maybe a brewery is not a bad uh, bad way to go. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, for, I guess from my from my standpoint, I was always wondering when this kind of stuff would start, sort of kick off. And so there was a family, one family dinner in particular, where we you know, we were all sitting at the table, and I just 
you know, I, I, I come out of oil and gas and I couldn't wait to try and do something new, especially with this venture. And I said, well, when, when are we going to get down this path? When are we going to start something? And so our daddy says, well, whenever I see interest, we're going to make something happen. So, you know, it all kind of sparked from, from that point. You know, I just kind of went onto YouTube and started pulling up videos, how to brew beer, how to brew beer. And then the following family dinner, we were all sitting around the table and I start throwing out terminology like wart and, and things like that. And uh, all of a sudden, Chris kind of jumped in head first at that point, went out, bought all the equipment and went from kit to grain very, very rapidly. And yeah, crap. I still remember, uh, uh, remember my first uh, trip to the vineyard to try and figure out <laughs> yeah. how the heck to make beer. It was, it was an interesting experience standing in front of the guy and it's like, okay, I want to make beer. And so his first question was, okay, do you want to do kits or all grain? And I'm kind of sitting there with eyes glazed over because I didn't even know the first thing about that. And uh, I think at that time I had assumed that just simply doing a kit means you buy the kit and make beer with it somehow. And I didn't realize that there's all this other equipment that uh, that you needed. So next thing you know, I end up walking, or not walking because we live in Cochrane and there isn't really much for homebrew out here but end up driving home with uh with a whole bunch of equipment that uh, uh that we start you know fermentation you know some buckets carboys and all sorts of other side gear and uh yeah ended up uh coming home with a kit of I think it was a uh, brew house kit uh, yeah. or festa brew festa brew is the the kit that I was working with cuz you basically with those kits you didn't have to add water or anything to it it was just yeah. straight up 20 23 liters dump it in a bucket pitch your yeast and away you go yeah and i think one of the key the key aspects of the growth here i mean a lot of the things that we're seeing nowadays is just people kind of jumping into it because they love the model uh you know whereas what, what, what chris did when he jumped into it at first he, he he wanted to make sure that he had his head wrapped around this whole process and one of the things again uh, that was key here is that he invited every one of us as a family to make sure that we were we took part in a brew one point or another. I myself, I believe I only took part in one, and I think that was where we tried to use straight cocoa in the mix, and that was a dumped <laughs> batch. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the things kind of, you learn. You lear- yeah. learn the best from those failures. You yeah, know? <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, when you get, uh, as Chris, you know, I think when you get about, what, 70 beers within a period of three years under your belt on a homebrew scale. Oh, it was close to three years, maybe two and a half. But yeah, two yeah. and a half years. When you get that, you get a lot of experience from it. You know what works and what doesn't. And, uh, I mean, a lot of – the, I mean, we can get into the stories of the, the beers that we have on tap another time, but it, it just kind of segues very well into that, right? It's um, – you, you get a lot of great experience. And so, you know, Chris, just from his standpoint, kind of went about it like everybody should, jumping into a business. So, you know, there was a lot that we were able to learn from him. Uh, and then you know we kind of the the way the family dynamic essentially works in this aspect is you know he has his you know very vast field of expertise in this business i have mine and then you know we have our younger siblings that are essentially kind of a in a mentoring role with the exception of uh, Brittany. she's taking on the marketing side of things and i got chase under me and but i mean i guess going back to the beer side of things yeah, yeah it was definitely one heck of a venture from from start to now well i think i think probably the most appropriate way to put it would be baptism by fire essentially for for a good portion of us best way to learn you know best way to learn is it's it's the best mentor that you can get but um you know i think i think one of the funnier things is everybody's uh 
talking about, you know, like Chris mentioned, we were looking to tear ourselves apart. And I think because of the way that the, the, just the experience between the two of, you know, myself and Chris and the way that we have our other family kind of in this with us, it works quite well. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know the the idea of tearing us uh, ourselves apart is almost somewhat facetious because uh, you know when you talk to almost anybody that uh, goes into uh, family business, the the, the first thing that pops up is like you know how how do you get along? How dare you, know, you try? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like because I mean, of course, business can tear people apart in general, but uh, but I mean, we're a family that gets along quite well, and at the end of the day. Uh, I think going back to that, we all have to go yeah. back to that dinner table and uh, s- you know sit across from each other without tearing each other's heads off. Uh, essentially, right. I think we managed to do a pretty good job of that so far. Um, uh, in that regards, we are almost a year. I think I'll find out the date for sure, but almost a year now since we started brewing our first batch of beer. That's right. Um, we want you know we we already do our vlogs we're going to keep on doing that so that uh, we can bring hopefully bring back some of those some of those videos in in uh, when we do our you know our uh, our feature vlog on that annual little anniversary but i guess um you know i guess th- what we want to do with this this podcast essentially like it just kind of stray away from the the uh, the family aspect of it we want to bring we want to bring the half hitch community together. Um, you know, we've been doing that as much as we can by getting out to the, into the community, doing you know, sponsor sh- sponsoring a lot of our uh, local events, rodeo, bull riding. Uh, we had the rock the mountains at um, rock the waves, rock yeah. the waves. Yeah, we, you know, and uh, you know stuff like that. But we want to go the, the we want to take it to the next step. Um, you know, we have a lot of events coming up, but what uh, what. Chris wants to do here and uh, is to really invite a lot of our community in here to take part in this podcast so that we can you know get their voice heard through through our audience as well because we there is some significant value in that so yeah we want we, we basically want everybody to get to know us as much as we want everybody to get to know you guys that are part of the community and making a difference in the community that which is why we call this the half hitch community podcast um, there is a lot of stuff that we try and uh, try and do to partake uh, uh, in community events, things like that. Uh, that I really want to try and uh, you know bring a focus on. There are a lot of really neat things that are happening around town in Cochrane here, um, and there's a lot of really cool people in Cochrane. But at the same time, uh, we are in the craft beer side of things, and the craft beer industry uh, is a fantastic industry uh, in that uh, everybody is very collaborative with each other, and I think. Uh, this might actually give us a chance to really showcase some of the other uh, uh, other breweries in the region that uh, that yourselves and uh, and some of the others even within this building and uh, don't haven't even uh, heard about. Like we we've got uh, a restaurant here with a tap uh, like a twelve tap system, where I mean we only produce four beers when you account for a seasonal, which leaves a whole bunch of taps where we can kind of take advantage of getting a lot of local people in and. You know, especially being a restaurant, we get a lot of staff that, you know, may not be familiar with not just craft beer, but who is even out there. I think we had Annex Ale Project, for for instance, was uh, probably. I think we were actually the first guys to put their beer on tap. They make a fantastic root beer too. <laughs> I was blown away. Yeah, so it was a chance for us to really showcase them to a community that doesn't think a whole lot about uh, craft beer in general. 
Um, uh, so there, there are a lot of customers we get that, you know, that come in and we are in a rural community. Rural communities tend to be, you know, really towards the, the lighter loggers, uh, and, and very, uh, brand, uh, brand centric, whether it's Molson or otherwise. Uh, so, so it, the, the restaurant kind of gave us an opportunity to really showcase the industry and the creativity of, uh, Alberta breweries. And I think just given the last last few weeks with some of these brewing awards that have uh, been coming out it seems that Alberta's been doing a pretty good job at sweeping categories uh, compared to a lot of other breweries across the country so I think we're doing a pretty solid job uh, here so far. That's right um, so now on the on the note the community note uh, we'll just uh, we want to take this opportunity to mention some of the uh, community events coming up and give a proper shout out yeah so uh, this last weekend here um, Cochrane Farmers Market just opened uh, opened up. Uh, they are typically on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, big shout out to Fallen Timber, uh, close friends of ours. Uh, we do carry their uh, hopped meat on tap here at the restaurant. You and usually never see our taps without them. Yeah, pretty much. We and uh, the, the Ryan family is a fantastic family. I know Nathan there is a pretty creative guy. Uh, comes up with all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, and I guess they just released this uh, meat hito that I'm really looking forward to trying to get here, but uh, I guess they must have pre-sold the, their entire first batch. So uh, I think our... Uh, congrats to them. Yeah, congrats to them. I think our local liquor store, uh, Vinestone, is supposed to be getting uh, getting some of the stuff in right away. So uh, definitely check them out. Uh, go pick up uh, pick up their mejito. Uh, I have a strange suspicion that they will probably have some available at the next farmer's market in Cochrane. So pop out there. Um, yeah, speaking of farmers markets, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe some unknown regulatory body out there might allow us to get in there soon. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, so some unknown regulatory body. I'm sure you guys are listening to this. <laughs> maybe if you can uh, drop us a line and uh, couldn't tell you though because they're unknown. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, may- maybe let us know when we might have an opportunity as a brewery to showcase our beer at a farmers market. Maybe. Hmm? You know who you are? Call me, please. <laughs> we also have the Royal Canadian Legion that's uh, holding a Friday night barbecue every Friday night from 6 to 7. Uh, there's no membership required. They serve steak for nine fifty and burger for seven fifty with all the fixings of potatoes, beans, salad, and garlic bread. Families are most definitely welcome. Oh, absolutely. And the beautiful thing about uh, uh, the uh, Royal Canadian Legion uh, event, aside from the fact that it is the Legion and they do a great job at supporting uh, veterans uh, from the Canadian forces, is the uh, the barbecue itself. Um, they, d- they use pretty good cut of steak from local butchers, and uh, it is grilled uh, on an outdoor grill as well. So you get a pretty good deal at nine and a half for, uh, for a steak. And as a bonus out here in Cochrane, that Legion does serve our Farmer's Daughter and Fire and Fury beers on tap. And they've also uh, carried Wild Rose as well. So they're, uh, so us cr- Alberta craft guys are starting to take over some of the smaller, uh, smaller taps here. Um, so, yeah, if you want to try a good cost burger, support the Legion and have our beers, for sure, head out there on Fridays. Uh, another wicked thing going on, uh, first annual YYC Beer Week. Um, so this is a really cool one because uh, we're, we're actually somewhat on, uh, we're pretty honored to be a part of this one because it is YYC Beer Week. We get to take advantage of the fact that Cochrane is near Calgary, so that works out quite nicely. 
Um, so about YYC Beer Week, as they say on their website, uh, it is a place where local brewers, chefs, and Calgarians alike can revel in the artisanal mastery of a world-class industry that relies on our very or that lies on our very doorstep. Throughout the week, local breweries will be hosting special events and tastings, while your favorite local restaurants will be serving exclusive dishes made uh, made of par- made or paired with locally brewed craft beer. Get out and try as many of these limited edition dishes while you can, with one dollar from each promotion going to a local charity. And so for us, what we're doing is uh, we're putting together a bundle of uh, chicharrones with our with a pint of our Pony Up Session Ale for ten dollars, and of course one dollar from uh, each of those combos sold at our brewery uh, gets donated to the Activets Food Bank. And so this event is put on by Just Beer. So shout out to uh, uh, Lieber Shawa there. Does a great job with uh, Just Beer and the Beer Guys YYC. That's right. We've been doing a lot of the uh, events, uh, well, specifically, you know, giving us the opportunity to p- put some more money towards charity. Uh, perfect example is this YYC Beer Week. And then we also have the Rock the Waves Signature Rum Punch coming up for that event, uh, in which um, we're featuring the Krang Sour Cherry Liqueur. Uh, so $2 from every sale will go to the Rock the Waves. And we are doing another cask on June 25th, and we will be donating $5 from each pint. And I think this gives us this perfect segue into our what's in the cask. Well, before that, what I want to try and do is uh, discuss a little bit about the Rock the Waves campaign. So people that aren't from Cochrane won't necessarily be too familiar with, uh, uh, with what this is about. So uh, one of the things that's been happening over the last few years is uh, we're getting a big uh, recreational center expansion. And uh, basically this will involve the closing of our current curling club, which has been around for... Uh, what is it probably 100 years or 50 years like it's been around a long long time and and, uh, and we've also got uh, got the pool as well that's just in the same parking lot and those will be closing down they've uh, decided to uh, expand the uh, spray lake sawmills family uh, uh, family sports center uh, to include uh, wave pool water slides uh, as well as a, uh, a very very wicked uh, curling facility so it's a uh, I think they have six sheets plus some junior sheets as well uh, going on in there. So they're pulling on the community to help support funding efforts to, to bring this thing to life. Um, and uh, we're taking part in that, uh, that as well. So uh, the Rock the Waves campaign, rocks being curling, waves being pool, um, they're, uh, they're looking for donations, and we're taking part in that uh, by donating from, um, uh, from the cocktails sold as well as our cask. Which, as Kyle says, brings up to what's in the cask. (laughs) 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 What's in the cask? What's in the cask? Oh, no. Oh, no. For those unfamiliar with what a cask is, uh, the idea is brought about uh, a lot by uh, those uh, fancy Brits, which uh, like to do what's called cask ales. Not so fancy. Yeah. Oh, come on. We got all, we oh, that Brit. Oh, you mean the... Oh, yeah. oh not that Brit. Yeah. Right, right. The, the UK Brits, not Britney Brit. Britney is elegant. <laughs> yeah, so the idea <laughs> behind Cascale is essentially you've got a beer uh, inside of a, a nice wooden or steel cask, in our case, that uh, basically is completely naturally carbonated. What we end up doing for, for our particular casks is we will be pulling... Uh, beers off of our fermenters and then we will do something special to them but we will add a little bit of sugar 
and then let the yeast carbonate the beer inside the cask. So there's no artificially generated CO2 that's uh, used to carbonate the beer. This is basically beer as it's traditionally served out in the UK. Um, it becomes a bit of a special event here because uh, as some... Uh, some tend to find is uh, there's an element of suspense. Will the person opening the cask make a mess of the entire bar, or yes. will it be relatively uneventful? I know I'm still I'm still dealing with a healing thumb uh, over the over accidentally smashing it when trying to uh, to tap a cask. You're always going to have that lever open. On the, fr- the the hammer yeah. opened it. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can see that video up on our Facebook channel if you want to see me embarrass whoever's myself. Whoever's swinging the hammer will be responsible to close it first. <laughs> So, so yeah, for so every week we try and do something a little bit different. So what's coming up this week um, is we're doing some little experimental that we may actually uh, you know try try and bring into production, and that's the experimentation of hop oils. And so what we've done for this one is we've taken our farmer's daughter pale ale uh, straight out of the fermenter before we've even dry hopped it, and we've incorporated quite a bit of Cascade hop oils in this. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, basically, like we already use Cascade uh, in the dry hopping, um, but we've you know really ramped up the amount that we're using, at least the effective potency of it by utilizing uh, uh, the hop oil. So this should be a really interesting one on Thursday. Yeah, it really gives some nice aromas. You know, it, we when we tried it the, just on the the farmer's daughter, that last little batch there, getting really fancy. We threw some through the filter to see how it kind of played in. And well, actually, I did that with uh, with the Pony Obsession. So right, the, the current right. batch of Pony Obsession ale, we actually used, uh, uh, aside from the massive amount of dry hopping that we did in the fermenter, I'd used about 15 mils of, uh, of uh, Chinook hop oils uh, in this one. So that one, uh, it, it's not too terribly noticeable, but you, you can definitely uh, get a little bit of a hint of that flavor uh, nice. that kind of rounds, rounds things out with that grapefruit flavor that you get in there as well from the uh, Falconer's Flight and Azaka hops that we use uh, on that yeah. one. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's take this opportunity to kind of close things out, talk about a little bit about uh, Doors Open Cochrane coming up here June 9th and 10th. Now, we did this last year, and this was before we had any sort of production going on. Uh, we had a lot of people come through just to kind of see, because at that time, everybody was still wondering what's going on in this building. Uh, we had a lot of construction happening on the outside that we kind of finalized around March, and then by that time, um, a lot of people just n- didn't get to see anything because we internalized the construction to fin- do all the finishing. So doors open really allowed a lot of people to come through and see what was actually going on in here. Uh, like I said, we had a lot of people come through. Oh, yeah. There was a little, there had been like 300 people that had come through. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, uh, it was actually a really exciting, uh, exciting time. It was really nice to get people out so they could see what was going on here. And, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of buildup of anticipation around this, you know, brewery in general, just because of how long it's taken to get off the ground. Um, but we do have, we are tip, we are participating in doors open this year as well. And um, I'll just kind of give it, you know, throw that back to Chris to talk about the format. Yeah, so last year it was pretty open. Um, it definitely made things interesting. It was the first time we'd actually done mass tours and whatnot. But I think this year, um, well, not think, th- this year it's going to be uh, a bit different, uh, a lot different, just by virtue a of the fact that we've, yeah. <laughs> we've got the restaurant up and running uh, now. So we've got to try and manage tours appropriately around uh, around the restaurant so we don't officially do tours yet uh, other than with uh, with was it uh, calgary brew tours uh, through ambassador limousine um which uh, which they'll pop by uh, every saturday at nine forty-five. 45 uh, so if you want to try and uh, do a rocky mountain tour 
Uh, this is our shout out to, to Calgary Brew Tours. Uh, check them out. Uh, we will be officially doing tours here probably in the next couple weeks here uh, on Saturdays, but uh, this will be the first time that we'll open up organized tours for uh, Doors Open Cochrane. So basically, if you wanted to try and uh, get a tour on Friday or Saturday, uh, book your slot. Um, either give us a call or go onto our website at halfhitchbrewing.ca. Uh, we do have uh, three different time slots on Friday and Saturday. We will only be doing about 10 people per time slot at a time. Uh, so you have Friday at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 12 p.m., as well as Saturday at 11 a.m., 12 p.m., and 1 p.m. So, yeah, pop out to the website or uh, give us a ring and uh, try and book a, book a slot for that. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all yep. I've got. Yeah, that'll basically that'll basically wrap up round one of this podcast. Again, yep. we really want to we really want to make use of this podcast to essentially feature a lot of things in our community. We want to bring a lot of the people around here so that they can you know introduce themselves to our audience. Uh, we want to uh, you know make sure you guys know what's going on, uh, whether it's just with, whether it's community based, half hitch based, or otherwise. We want to keep you guys up to date. And if there's anything that you guys for guys have for ideas, my apologies. Feel free to let us know either through our website. You can contact us through there. Comments on Facebook. So, you know, send uh, send us direct messages however you like. <laughs> Yeah, so subscribe to the podcast for sure. Um, next week, I'll uh, uh, I'll hope to touch a bit on uh, Cochrane Dollars, a new initiative that we've got uh, going on that started May 19th. Uh, so we'll talk a little more in detail about that. If you want to be a guest on our show, uh, feel free to uh, co- reach out to us either through our website, through Facebook, uh, through Instagram, whatever. Uh, throw a comment and uh, we'll try and see if we can uh, get you on the show and uh, have a little chat. But uh, other than that, uh, stay classy. We'll uh, hopefully chat with you guys next week. Stay classy. Yeah. Stay sexy, Cochrane. <laughs>